we've taken today taking it yeah yeah so so for today seeing that we're in the month of uh as they call it black history month but we know our influence is 365. um for today we just wanted to talk about you know some significant people throughout history in the black community but also just from our own standpoint uh how we feel about you know this month but also to um everything that we feel like we benefited from because of those that came before us. So this is what this show is about. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. So, yeah. So from, so from your point of view, uh, how do you feel about black history month? And then the other question will be, do you feel like there's more, I guess, pandering going on by, media conglomerates and uh, other uh, businesses and stuff like that in this particular month? Uh, I, I don't think it's so much pandering. I really haven't from the, for the last few years, I've, it's, it seemed like it's been a drop off. Like I really don't see the celebration of black history month. I think, uh, I think a majority of people, especially these generations coming up, they, they're like really just taking it for granted. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot, we have so much influence today through uh media social media uh having the internet and and us things of that nature so black culture is just influenced throughout that so i think this generation is more seeing that the influence of of, of black comeuppance you know we, we we're, we're in better position today to influence and and yes granted the powers that be they take from our culture they 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 use us as pawns and then they, you know they capitalize off of it but i think you know black history month the history itself is being taken for granted black history month yeah. itself like because we're not really learning about people who are really influential and have really uh made paved the way and made strides for our people we we don't this generation really doesn't look at the forefathers or, or our or our ancestors, the mothers, you know, grandmothers, they really don't really look at that. They just, they're focused on the now. So, Yeah. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Cause it's more of, like you said, kind of that, just give me, give me, give me. I don't want to know about how we, you know, how we was able to obtain uh, a level of uh, independency and, and, and growth throughout our community. I just want to know how can I come up and um, you know, you're exactly right on that. Um, for me, I feel that there's people who want to get answers. You know, they feel like they've been lost for so long because their parents maybe didn't have an understanding of, you know, our history or, or the, the influence that we have had for so many years because they're so more worried about keeping food on the table and making sure they can have a little extra for the next month. So when it comes to learning history, it's kind of like, oh, you know, y'all got, you know, we don't have time for that. We got, you know, we just have to focus on work, work, work. And you don't really get to know um a lot of things about who you are and and just how those influence can be an inspiration to you instead of it just being boring history or i don't want to talk about that or that was so far in the past but the past repeats itself and that's why so many people trip up now because once it does come back around in a, in a different way you're not suited and ready for it you know what i mean you just kind of um left in the dark and trying to fend for yourself and in different areas of uh uh, situations that we go through when it comes to, you know, politics and, you know, 
uh, racial inequalities and things of that nature. The same things that those our forefathers and people um, in previous generations, you know, and our family and stuff like that have been, you know, fighting for for us. Yeah, I, I believe it's a strange nuance, though. Like, I believe you should have Black History Month, and then some, most of the most of the history or most of the things that's brought during Black History Month get recycled a lot. But you know, it, it's more like I, I bring this up all the time. It's more history than the the immediate slavery and civil rights and like it, it's more to us than that. It, it, why don't they like like when you have channels out there and information out there, people talk about. The Moors and people talk about how we had African kings, African queens, and how they took on like different uh, civilizations and, and and kingdoms. How they conquered and defeated certain certain uh, rivals that were gonna like take over the kingdom or whatever. And like you, you have that history out there, and like if you go seek it, and sometimes it can be brought into. Uh, this is the crazy thing about like the woman king thing who well, i think we touched on that like last year and how they talked about the doha is i think it's the doha tribe if i'm pronouncing that correctly and some, some certain things they bring they, they pick nitpick out of history to make to have an agenda like okay like it's all spectrums that we have of black history that that could be covered you know how, how we cultivated society to like how we taught people how to keep animals out of their house and how to keep clean, how we started running water and how we uh, had mathematics, how we, how we were the creators of, you know, addition and subtraction, mathematics and building bridges and science and astronomy. And it's a whole litany of things that, that we can go through to backtrack our lineage further back than slavery. Yeah. You're exactly, you're exactly right on that, man. And we should have more pride than just what we're force fed through movies and other uh, forms of propaganda. And, you you know, you spoke about, you know, astrology and scientists. And right now I'm currently in what they call the DMV area. Uh, I'm also in the Northern Virginia area. But someone very influential from the, the DMV area, more specifically Baltimore, was a man by the name of uh, Benjamin Banneker. He was a scientist, mm -hmm. an astronomer, and uh, astronomer and an author, and he was born mm -hmm. around 1731 in Baltimore. And mm -hmm. someone like him, a lot of people today, you may say his name, and, and people say, "Who is that? I never heard of this person," and stuff like that. But when you hear about, like you say, you know, people like when you mention the woman king and and other, you know, like the Martin Luther Kings and, and, and Malcolm X's. We hear this all the time and stuff like that because it's just more common. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like it's it's not it's not surface level information, but it gets regurgitated so much to where it's like people think those are, you know, more so Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Those are some of the main uh, figures from, you know, the the civil rights era and stuff like that. And we had so many other people that were behind the scenes and did so many things uh, just as prominent mm -hmm. as them. And to uh, focus back on Benjamin Banneker, he was someone like that was known for popularizing the almanac, which had uh, astronomical calculations, um, different commentaries and other uh, title information. So he was able to mm -hmm. kind of give people an idea of what was kind of to come, different strategies and formulas that he had. And it just shows you 
when we put our mind to something, there's so much we can do. It shouldn't be any limits that we put on ourselves or feel like we have to live by a street code or the street rules to survive in this world. You know, it, it's, <clears> it's so much that we can do if we just say, you know what, instead of me following in this direction, why not let me take the lead on my life? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Man, I heard of that one. They, they, they named the, uh, uh, it's a special, it's a cuckoo clock there. <laughs> It's a Banneker, like a clock that was named after him or something like that, wasn't it? Am I am I wrong? Am I wrong? Correct me. Yeah, on that. yeah, he yeah he created a, a wooden clock. You correct. You definitely correct. Yeah, yeah. and uh, also the almanac that's that's like a weather and like a, a lot of a lot of farmers and that they use that and like I think it's like that describes weather. I'm like I'm not too versed on that, so I don't want to speak yeah. too much. You know, sounding like you know, no, no. You, you know, you, you you're definitely in the ballpark. That's that is definitely what it would all coincide. And also, too, he's he's you know known as the first African American scientist. So yes, a lot of what you're saying mm -hmm. is uh, due to his his influence and and everything that he left you know from his archives and stuff like that. Also, too, another tip is that if people didn't know, like, you know, we just always have to take a backseat to history. Um, it's, it's best that we all figure out. Our, our history and, and uh, contributions that have been made through our community. But he was also known as being a, a surveyor and helping lay out the, the blueprint for Washington, D.C. So, you know, there's so much uh, we have helped accomplish and been hand in hand with a lot of people. But of course, you know, when you don't have the rights to get certain things patented and, and, and you have people taking your labor and stuff like that and utilizing for, for their their family and their group and stuff and then they're benefiting from that from years to come you know it seems like we don't do anything significant but you know no matter how many times they can strip us of uh, the things we've done we still find ways to be resilient and and, and come up with ways to it, it continue to advance this world we live in yeah well, we made we made plenty of contributions plenty of contributions but a lot of things get overshadowed by you know they don't want it. They don't want us to have the credit for it. They don't want. They don't give us the credit for it. Or we didn't have the rights back then to really speak up and really say, you know, hey, this is what we contributed to American society. This is what we have to offer. But people like the internet. It gives so much information and, and it pulls back the covers on so much that they can't hide it anymore. Like, uh, you know, like 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 uh, electricity. Uh, all these electric cars. Elon Musk and things of that nature, like black, black people or black, yeah, black people have so much influence on, on that aspect of technology today. So in all types yeah. of technology. Yeah, oh. exactly. Now me and you, we're both veterans and we both was in the Navy. So it's only right that I, you know, give people, um, some more information and this person was also born in the DMV area, but he was born in specifically Richmond, Virginia. And his name was Samuel Lee Gravely Jr. And he was a Navy officer. Mm. And the significance of this man right here is he was the first African-American to serve aboard a fighting ship. Uh, he was the first fleet commander and first to become a flag officer. So, you know, and he was born in Richmond, Virginia in 1922. Now, mm -hmm. the thing about these these two people I brought up so far was 
they was born in, in, in the times that it seemed impossible to even read, you know, to be able to read a book without, you know what I'm saying, getting hemmed up. And they were able to have such a significant, you know, impact on this country. And that's what we need to realize is that there's things that we can do in our community. There's things we can do for our family. There's things, of course, we can do for ourselves that can help propel us to the next level. You know what I mean? And everybody has different levels of success. That's another thing, too, that we need to understand. And not just for the black community, but for people in general. If you're looking on social media and engaging your success versus somebody else of what they're accomplishing, what they're doing, you're always going to seem like you're coming up short, you know. So it's better to realize that, hey, everything I'm accomplishing is for my life because my life, your life or anybody else's, we're not going all in the same direction. You know, we may intertwine and different things of that nature, but we're not all going in the complete same direction. And that's why people have to appreciate the journey they're on instead of, you know, trying to feel like they got to follow in someone's footsteps and then get mad when things don't work out the way they, you know, expected it to be. And uh, also, if you want to put an addition to that, so speaking of veterans in the military, you, you heard of the uh, you heard of the pilot Jesse L. Brown? You seen that movie Devotion? I haven't I haven't seen that movie. That's pretty like he's the first African American pilot that uh, flew in the Korean War and he uh he died in uh landing this plane in a uh, hostile territory. And uh, it, was, it was a very interesting movie. We talk about how movies shape and form. Like that was very informative because I went to go look up Jesse L. Brown and he, he graduated from Ohio State University, a prestigious university back in those times, like was unprecedented. And um, the first African-American pilot was Ensign, Ensign Jesse L. Brown. Go look him up out there if anybody's listening. That is very interesting. Naval pilot. Naval pilot flew in the Korean War. Yes. And that's some great information because I, I, I see the look in kids' faces when they see their heroes, whether it's like a wrestler, whether it's a, you know, uh, some type of entertainer, whether it, it could be a politician. They may want to get into politics. And you can see that their 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 life, like, you know, their or they're just their faces light up because it's like, wow, somebody that looks like me is accomplishing something. And they're not having to sell themselves short, you know what I'm saying, of, of you know, having to embarrass themselves for that you know what i mean and that and having pride in yourself on your journey is very important too we don't have to be out here dancing and pandering around and things of that nature to be successful but some people that feel like that's the fastest way to get a quick buck but then at the end of the day you have mm -hmm. nothing to stand on when the roles flip and now people want to be fed something that's going to be more um uh, life sufficient you know what i mean yeah we can make so many more contributions than just being entertainers and showing off and dancing i, I noticed that the commercials I, I like i tell my girl all the time we watch commercials i say Shit, is this all we good for popeyes commercials with dancing uh uh shoe commercials but just commercials we just everything we're just trying to entertain i'm like okay we, we we can we can speak and you know uh have dialogue and and just you know express ourselves eloquently if you know they they let us you know we have educated people <laughs> They can do more than, than that, but I mean, you know, they just want us to dance, man. Yeah. So yeah. the entertainment. Also, um, I have one last person I want everybody to uh, get some information on, and her name is Ruby Bridges. And if mm -hmm. anybody is unfamiliar with that name, you may be familiar with the image of a, a little black girl 
standing in the midst of a whole bunch of screaming, you know, white people down in New Orleans. And mm. she was just trying to go to school, just trying to go to school. Nothing else, nothing more. And her family, they ended up moving from Mississippi in 1954, which was the same year that Brown versus Board, the Supreme Court ruled that there should be no segregation in schools because it was ruled to be unconstitutional. So she was born in the same year that they made that decision. And so her family, four years later, moved to New Orleans. And so they wanted to, you know, her to go to that school because, of course, they had better books um, and more better teachers because, you know what I'm saying, like, it's just obvious, you know what I mean? That's not You're not going to have that at a, at, a, at a school, you know, with just primarily um, black education and stuff like that because the money wasn't funneling um, to that to, to, to them for those type of resources. And, you know, at first, you know, throughout she was tormented, you know, by the kids and, and things of that nature. But um, you did have some parents take their kids out of the school, but then eventually brought them back. And it came down to the point where it was only like one teacher that was willing to teach Ruby and her her father and grandfather ended up losing property and their jobs because she was in that school. So when people try to tell us why we may not need a, cer a certain form of reparation and stuff like that, it's not we want a handout. It's because things was taken out of our hands. And so for that, we need to be compensated for that because everybody else, you say something wrong to them and they're just like, oh, it's just, you know, you're anti this or you're not this, you're not that when it is 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 meeting their agenda or wherever the case may be. But for us, it's like y'all just got to take that. And it's just what it is, what it is. Y'all should be used to being at the bottom. But the thing about them is the thing about it is we're not settling to be at the bottom because we know that's not where we were born on, on the bottom. Um, and at the end of the day, yeah, go ahead. I say I think a lot of people get confused. I'm sorry for interjecting and cutting you off, but I think what it is, a lot of people get confused having pride for oneself with hatred for someone else. And that's never the case. It's never the case like of, of having pride for what we do or what we want to do or what we want to accomplish. And then like it, that, that's nothing. Our goal is, is, is uh, self-contained. Our goal is. Is, is, is inward. So we, we look to, to strive toward our goals. It's not that we want to impede on anybody else's success. It's like, okay, well, we want to succeed too, but we're not keeping stepping on any toes and stepping on the toes of other races. It's just, we want to, we want to progress and, and strive in, in, in the United States of America, just like everybody else. But we've been downtrodden and been held down so long that it's like, okay, well, we want that. We, 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 we're going to take an, an aggressive measure more toward trying to accomplish our goals. And it's not to, 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 to you know, to, to knock anybody else down. Yeah, you're right. And and I know me and you have been you know talking recently about uh, somebody by the name of Charleston White. And, you know, mm -hmm. to a degree, we may have our own um, differences of opinion on him. But one thing I think we both agree on is. You have to have boldness when you're making, you know, certain claims when it's regarding the black community and stuff like that, because uh, a lot of us are used to people feeding our our emotions and, you know, not rocking the boat and just giving us pretty much what we want. You know, whether it's through entertainment, whether it's, 
you know, certain friends you have and telling you, no, nah, you ain't really got to do nothing or, or you should do it this way. And, and sometimes that way they want you to go or do is ends up having you either, you know, behind bars or um, you playing yourself out of position long term. And so, yeah. you know, with, with that being said, it's just like we have to understand, you know, being able to take accountability for the things that we're doing. And when we do get this information on these influential people throughout history and stuff like that, don't just throw it away. You know, see that they came from different walks of, of life. Some might have had some type of, you know, wealth or wherever the case may be. And some might have just been born on a dirt road and then they rose to, you know, a, a certain stature in life where they were respected and they made contributions that people like me and you today can, you know, excel from. And so, you just got to know your power. You got to know the power that's within you. And if you let somebody dictate the way you utilize your mind, you're done for. You know what I mean? And and sometimes if you go too far left or and, and you get messed up in this, these these drugs that's out here and these relationships that's toxic and some of these uh, these these preachers or these wannabe, you know, uh, uh, I guess, authors and things that that write books about, you know, how to, you know, manipulate the other person and stuff like that, it's going to really throw, throw a curveball in your uh, progression. And so that's why it's just very important to know who you are and stop trying to run away from looking in the mirror and being honest about what changes that need to be made to get you to the point you're trying to get to. Yeah. And the whole thing about Charleston White, I, he means well. He wants us to get, he wants black people to progress. He wants black people to be constructive and model citizens. Not saying some of us aren't, but like the ones like, but we get misrepresented in 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 media like so much that we're the thugs, we're the downtrodden, we're the thoughts, and and popping booty and selling drugs and all all the negative stereotypes. But the only the only way to reach it reach reach our people is he said he was quoting saying that he has to speak negatively. He has to speak like the street. Like, uh, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Sit your ass down. Like, what the fuck are you doing over there on the corner? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you have to speak harshly in order to get their attention. And that's the only way you can sometimes reach people if you speak that language. And that's what he was pretty much saying. Yeah. And I mean, and that, and that's something that, uh, we see. That's how, I mean, that's honestly, that's how politicians get our attention. They feel like we only, our ears only perk up when they say, you know, something about food, something about music, something about dancing, where it doesn't take no brain power to really utilize um, to, to hear their message out. But, you know, it, it's like you said, it takes people that's going to be raw, have a raw message. And then once you get to the root of what they're trying to say, it's like, oh, OK, this is what you you're really getting at. You know what I mean? Because for people like that, they do have like a main objective of what they're trying to do you know what i mean and of course you got to look at a person's actions too because some people do you know they are very hypocritical so you know what i'm saying you just got to make sure you don't take everything they say at face value and then now you know what i'm saying you're trying to do some of the same things they're doing without the type of protection they may have you know what i mean so you don't want to come out you know be out here you know speaking you know too left and then next thing you know you got people at your door trying to take you out so just be very mindful but yeah it takes like you said sometimes a radical approach and that's why they hated Malcolm, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah. Sometimes it was needed. Sometimes we need. Sometimes people need that jolt, that that that, that jolt of reality to get them back, snap them back to, snap snap them back to reality. 
Before we close out, you have any um, anybody from history or, or just anybody um, that you grew up with, you know, whether it was a, like a local family friend or whatever case may be uh, that you want to kind of shed a light on and that may have either made an impact for you or somebody you just looked up to growing up. You know, I, I, we have people in history in Carolina. My uh, niece had hit me to some folks about they had some land and stuff, and they had black-owned businesses in Rock Hill, South Carolina, where I was born and raised. Um, I have to get more information from her about, about that. Then we'll, we'll come back and revisit some stuff since Black History Month. You know, not quite over yet. We'll come back and revisit some stuff. But I haven't really done any research. And the only person I brought up was, was Jesse L. Brown because I just recently saw that movie. That's a good movie, Devotion. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, I to, to, well, I looked up to my cousin. Then I guess my cousin and my aunt, because they were both in the military. My aunt was in the Air Force, and uh, my cousin Dwayne was in um the, the Navy. So <laughs> I said, well, I guess that's where I try to go. The military. I tried to go to the Air Force first, but I couldn't get in. Cause I had a tattoo then, and they wouldn't let you in with a tattoo. And then that's why I said the Navy. I said, shit, next best thing, the Navy. Yeah, those two people, and- I, you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those. Yeah, those, I mean, those. That's that's really a great answer because, you know, for those that's listening, if you know uh, how me and Kevin, you know, became friends and, and and basically brothers, is because, you know, when I got into the Navy and I I got sent to a station in Williamsburg, he was the person that basically tutored me and showed me around and stuff like that. So you know, he was he was a a, a mentor, and uh, you know, if he wasn't there, I probably would have had somebody else helping me out but also too you know the conversations that we had and, and the knowledge he was able to shed you know on me had has helped me you know what i'm saying along my ways and stuff like that so you just never know how one decision you can make because of uh, influence of somebody else can influence you know that that next generation or, or a person coming up right behind you so um just people just be aware of, of your power and your influence yeah Yep. Yeah, man. that's right. Yeah. Who, who else you had influence you? You had, you had anybody around the way influence you in, in, in Warner uh, Robins, Georgia? Yeah, Warner Robins. Yeah, coming up, um, we had a lot of sports players and stuff like that. I would say who influenced me was well, one of the people that influenced me. I would say had to be uh, Otis Redding. Um, I'm related to him on my dad's side through my my grandmother and everything like that. And the reason why he he was an influence to me is because um, my dad he's from Macon, Georgia, and a lot of people don't know Macon used to be uh, the capital of Georgia, you know, for for a period of time, and then they moved it to Atlanta uh, eventually. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I take pride in that because every time I go home that's the area that I'm always in and stuff like that. But also, you know, for me, I enjoy, I do enjoy, you know, entertainment. I do enjoy the way, uh, you know, music and, and the way the arts can shape the world. And so having somebody that helped influence music and, and is known as one of the, uh, I think a hundred greatest singers. And, um, you know, as far as like, I think billboard, they came out with a list and he's in the top 100 of greatest singers and stuff like that. And having, um, uh, memorable songs because he's not the only one that's from that uh middle georgia area and stuff like that you got people like 
uh, Lil Richard, you know, um, even, you know, he's not specifically from around that way, but you got James Brown out of the, you know, Augusta area and stuff like that. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Patti LaBelle may be from uh, Albany, Georgia, but I, I, you know, I may be wrong on that, but I, I believe that's that's correct. Um, but it's, a, it's, I mean, it's so many, you know, people that have made contributions in, in music and then, you know, some of them transform, transform that into politics. But for me, just growing up knowing that, wow, like, you know, anything is really possible. Like you can make, you can come from a small area and make influence for, uh, for billions of people. You know what I'm saying? Just think of Michael Jackson. They, they was in, you know, uh, Indiana, I believe Gary, Indiana. And uh, if you look at the house they grew up in, you like, man, I don't see how they did that. I don't see how they was able to do any dancing, any rehearsing in that house. But look what came out of that house. You know what I mean? Like one of the basically the biggest artists ever. You know what I'm saying in the world? Like you know, so that, just, that, just that's the thing. Now. Especially now, man, you don't have to really represent. Be from a big city to like represent your shit. Everybody like rather, really, rather, rather represent like you know the smaller places where they're from. People representing like. Fort Worth, Texas, even though people know Fort Worth, or they, or they like from Warner Robins, or they, they represent Rock Hill, or they represent, uh, uh, like places like, let me see somewhere small, like Barnwell, South Carolina, or, you know, uh, places like that, Malden, Mullins, like people, like people come from small places, you know, and, 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 but they got very big talent because, you know, people getting discovered more so now. So, yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, just for clarification, uh, Pat LaBelle, she from Philly. So, uh, <laughs> you know, okay. uh, shout, shout out to her and everything. I, you know, I, you know, I, I assumed it was uh, she was from Albany, Georgia. But, you know, it, either way, either way it goes. That, yeah. She has a restaurant down there, though, right? She got like a restaurant. Yeah, I think she, she acts up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but shout out to Patty LaBelle. You know, I brought her up anyway, so shout out to her. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, man. But outside of that, yeah, I, I know, I know if when I said that, people that's listening, they be like, now nah, he wrong for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But fly, you go fly. Yeah, fly, you go fly. Yeah. But, uh, man, yeah, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, but. Yeah. But see, that's the that's the beauty of this show, and that's what we do on the show. We, we try to come correct with stuff. We may not know all the answers or have all the answers, but we try to correct things and. You know, make sure the information is correct. You know, yeah, most definitely. We may, we may have our opinions, but we try. But when something's fact based, we try to look it up and, and make it right. You know, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, but everybody, you know, we appreciate y'all for continuing to uh, build with us and sharing the show. We really appreciate that. If you haven't yet, feel free. That definitely helps us out. We have a lot of topics we've discussed over the past three years. Uh, since we've been doing this and we have a lot of stuff we feel like that can help uh, so many different people, no matter your background, no matter your age, because we uh, try to, you know, cook up a meal that everybody can digest. And so, uh, you know, just like say, we, we thank you again for uh, just taking time to listen to us. You know, we see the analytics and we see who's listening and, and how it's being shared and stuff like that. So it's a great appreciation. Yep, still going strong in 2023, man, you know, and from the future and beyond, you know. Yeah, most definitely. But until next time, everybody, y'all be blessed, and y'all know how we sign off. 
It's another edition of the Southern Frame of Mind podcast, a.k.a. Okay. Renewed Kings. Yes, sir. Peace, yeah. everyone. All right, peace.